Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Rag Podcast. On this week's episode, you are stuck with me again. Um, in October, I was invited to the very first recruitment expo in Germany. This was hosted by a company called uh, Staffing Pro in coordination with Appsco. And this was targeted mainly at the agency market, but also some in-house recruiters as well. I was invited to Frankfurt for a couple of days and I spoke on stage about three fundamental things every single recruitment agency needs to consider if they're going to stand out on LinkedIn. Um, now, that might sound quite similar to the talk I did in Birmingham a couple of weeks ago, which I featured on the podcast, but it's not. This show features some of the same stuff, but it also talks much more holistically about a recruitment agency, both the company brand, things that they need to consider, and how, why leadership in the business are so important. So in this episode, it's going to be me talking on stage in Germany, in Frankfurt, and you will hear all about the three things every recruitment company needs to consider, not, not individually, but as a collective, if they want to stand out from the competition now and in the future on LinkedIn. Um, the sound quality is 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 uh, viable, not as good as normal because I'm on a stage, but I do hope you enjoy this episode. Please feel free to ask any questions and uh, yeah, I hope it gives you a lot of value. So without further ado. Okay guys, well welcome. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to my talk for the next 30 to 40 minutes. Um, I do not speak a word of German, I apologise in advance. I typically speak English quite quickly, so I will slow down as much as humanly possible. And if at any point you're not understanding what I'm saying, please just raise your hand, okay? Um, so today, I want to talk to you all specifically about LinkedIn, okay? And I know as a platform, this country has obviously had a historical relationship with Zing. However, I've noticed, and I've got a, many contacts in Germany, that like the rest of the world, you guys are now migrating to LinkedIn more and more. And actually, last night at the pre-event, most people said Zing's becoming almost like a, a bit of a redundant platform. They're no longer even logging in as much. So, I want to talk to you all about LinkedIn today, specifically what you guys can do. And I'm going to give you three tips by the end of the session, three practical tips that you can take back to your business and, and optimize straight away. So, what I'm going to cover is the rise of LinkedIn. I'm going to talk about the history of LinkedIn over about the last 10 years. Then I'm going to get into, from a recruitment agency perspective, what you need to do with your company profile. The honest truth about company profiles that people don't typically know. How to maximize it. I'm going to talk about the people in your organization because the people are your brand and they're really important on LinkedIn. Talk about the impact you can have as leaders and as a leadership team. And then we'll get into the three, I call it the three C's of effective LinkedIn branding, okay? So the rise of LinkedIn. So this picture is me in May 2011. I know what you're thinking. His hair wasn't great, what's the problem, what's gone wrong? I had a tough, I had a very tough 11 years, very difficult. Um, but I started my, my recruitment career in Australia, in Melbourne, Australia in 2011. I was a school teacher that went traveling around the world. And when I got to Australia, um, everyone I knew who was English, British, was working in recruitment. So I managed to 
convinced Randstad to take me on as a, as a training recruiter in, in a foreign country. And if you look, you're probably familiar with the set. You see the big phone, the big thick screen. You know, that was a t traditional recruitment office in 2011. And I remember that picture because that was the day I signed up to LinkedIn, okay? That's not LinkedIn in the background, but it was the day I created my LinkedIn profile. Little did I know that my career would follow the platform. So, back then, I used LinkedIn for very different, I used it in a very different way than I do, and I, and I believe people do in 2022. So if you remember, just raise your hand if you remember LinkedIn as being a place that was just very serious. It was just news, it wasn't, um, it wasn't a social media platform, it was more of an industry, it was like a CRM online. It's like a, a, a huge CRM. It's completely changed in the last five years, okay? So the number of users, when I entered LinkedIn in Q1 of 2011, we had 100 million members. This year, there's over 822 million members. They reckon by 2024, January 24, they will reach the billion member mark, which is pretty impressive growth in that 10 to 11 year period. Okay, so I feel like I got in when it was just taking off and I've, I've used it every single day since. Now what's really interesting is, as a platform, of the 800 million, one in four people use the platform once a month. So three in four don't use it very often, okay? So there's only 260 million returning members to the platform. Of those members, only 1% create content on the platform, 1%. So that's 0.025% of the global LinkedIn community that actually says anything on the platform at least once a month, okay? And those three million people, they, make, they get nine billion views on their profile collectively. Just take that in a little bit. 0.25% of the population nets the 100% of the 9 billion eyeballs on LinkedIn. Now the reason I think that stat is so important and so powerful is it shows there's a huge opportunity, a huge opportunity on LinkedIn, despite the fact that we've now grown exponentially in 10 years. Literally no one in the reality of LinkedIn's user community is, is actually contributing. So if, the whole point of my conversation today is to discuss how you can stand out, okay? Can you just raise your hand if you are a recruitment agency, either an owner, a leader, you work in a recruitment business, yeah? Cool. So recruitment is traditionally extremely competitive, right? Every, every agency is fighting with lots of agencies doing the same thing. Getting the attention and the reach and the eyeballs on your business is always going to help growth. So my LinkedIn profile, since starting in 2011, using it sporadically as a recruiter, I finished recruitment in 2017 to launch my business now. And I own Hoxo Media. We are a branding agency for the recruitment space globally. I, we manage the brands of about 50, 60 recruitment agencies and their founders. And I coach personally over 4,000 recruitment consultants globally how to do this. But my own profile, 
you can see here, year to date, I've had over 6.8 million views on LinkedIn this year. Last year, I'd had 3 million at this point. So I'm, I'm generating a 50% increase this year. I haven't done anything extra. It's just the compounding effect of the reach of LinkedIn continually, begin, continually growing. Now, you guys might think, well, what's the point? You know, why would we create content? Why do we need to be out there on LinkedIn? Well, there are individual recruiters and organizations of recruiters around the world that are making a huge splash in the nine billion impressions, okay? Specifically, three of my clients I wanted to highlight. A guy called Kyle Winterbottom, okay? This guy here. He recruits in the UK for data and analytics senior executives globally. Now, if you look at the content Kyle produces, this post alone had over 500,000 views in the data community globally. In the last two years since Kyle has been investing in LinkedIn daily, he's made one million pounds directly coming to him from the platform. That's a combination of senior chief data officer roles being given to him by clients he doesn't even know, who respect him enough to say, we want you to be the partner of choice for us. He literally texted me last week, he had a, an Australian um, online, I think it was a travel company, who needed a chief data officer in the USA, who was stopping in London for one day, who invited him to come to a, a hotel in London so they could give him a chief data officer role retained, $200,000 salary, I think, double including benefits. He never spoke to them before, never met them. But they believed in Kyle to be the partner of choice based on his LinkedIn profile. A guy called Ryan Kelly in the top right hand side. Ryan is the founder of a, of a digital recruitment business. So they do marketing and digital advertising in Australia. Six people in his business, together they, they net well over two million views a month. That two million views a month has generated incredible reach across the Asia Pacific region to the point where Ryan is invited in to meet clients. Ryan says he's not had to sell a single project in the last 12 months. And they are inundated with both new candidates and new client opportunities as a direct result of their input on LinkedIn. And then finally, I wanted to highlight a lady who I've worked with for the last 12 months, Fiona. Fiona's only been in recruitment two years. She recruits the JavaScript technology community in Australia, in Sydney. Now, Fiona actually speaks to the JavaScript community via LinkedIn five days a week. She billed $600,000 last year, and 50% of that came directly from her LinkedIn content. 50% of the candidates and clients that she made money from came as a result of engaging with her on the platform. So, these are just three of 4,000 people I work with, but obviously there's a lot of people out there doing it globally. So, as an organization, as a recruitment business, I believe there's, three there's a pyramid of things you need to think about on LinkedIn, okay? Firstly, your company profile, the brand of your agency, how do you position yourselves on the platform, has to be, has to be right, has to reflect who you are. Then, you need to think about the senior leadership team. What are they saying on LinkedIn? What impact are they having on the business brand? 
And then the biggest area, depending on the size of your company, will be the consultants. What are they doing daily? Because when you get all three right, your business stands out exponentially against the 99.75% of organizations that are not doing this. So, your company profile. Okay, now, recruitment organizations can have huge followings on LinkedIn. After this conversation, have a look at LinkedIn, search some of your competition. You might see followers of 100,000, 200,000, some Randstad, Adeco, some of these companies have millions of followers, right? However, this is typically grown as a direct result of job credits on the platform. So if you pay LinkedIn to, give, to get a, a specific amount of slots of jobs on your company profile, every single person who applies for a job automatically becomes a follower of your company. So what does that mean? Well, they've not decided to follow the company. They've simply been opted in automatically as a direct result of saying, I'm interested in that one job once. This company here, I've, not, I've removed the name. 263,000 followers on the company page. They get nothing from it. People on LinkedIn do not actively follow companies and LinkedIn doesn't actively promote content via company profiles. So, what LinkedIn are trying to do is they're trying to make your company profile, no matter how many followers you've got, they're gonna suppress the reach of the content. So if you've got a quarter of a million followers, if you post from the company every day, LinkedIn will show that post to a ridiculously small number of those followers, almost zero in most instances. Now the reason they do this is because they want you to spend on what this is, sponsored content. So most company profiles are free. Now LinkedIn are, are a profit-making organization and they have something called marketing solutions. So if you think about Facebook and Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, you see advertisements, right? You go on Instagram stories and you hit the ads. You get lots of Facebook advertising. Follows you around the internet. Last year, LinkedIn made 8 billion US dollars from their advertising platform. Facebook made 114 billion. So you can see the opportunity LinkedIn can see. Now, in order for companies to spend money on sponsored advertising, they need to generate zero or very low organic reach. So. LinkedIn is basically going to suppress your company profile so that they can say, hey, Mr. Recruitment Agency, you should try this. This is how we can guarantee you will be seen by the potential people in the market. So, effectively, ads are really powerful. They allow you to specifically hyper-target every CEO in the DAC region, for example, in finance, whatever. You can choose the people you want to see and you can pay to put your message on their feed but it is expensive and there's a better way of doing it for most organizations so how do you maximize this firstly whenever i see content from company profiles and i've looked at some german organizations this morning to qualify this over 90 percent of the content includes external links so they, companies just love to 
share links to their website. They love to share the blog that they've just wrote. They love to share a, an article on the, the latest news channel in the industry that they recruit for. They think their followers are going to love these links. But the, there's two problems with that. Firstly, we know now LinkedIn doesn't really like company profile content anyway. And the second thing is, when you put an external link, LinkedIn understands that that link takes users away from the platform. So it says, there's no chance you're going to get anyone to see that. They spend billions, Microsoft invests billions to keep you there all day, every day. Put your hand up if you check LinkedIn every day. Put, keep your hand up if you use it on your phone. Keep your hand up if you use it at the weekend. Keep your hand up if you use it more than Facebook or Instagram. I've got rid of those two platforms, I can't stand them. But LinkedIn is permanently glued somewhere. So they want you in there. They do not want you to be going to the New York Times article about the latest financial deal. They're not interested. So drop the media. When you're looking at your company, if any of you are responsible for a company profile, remove video content, external media, and links, and keep it super simple like this. This company CEO is a guy called Chris Walker. All the company profile has done is taken some of his words from his personal posts and shared them. There's no, in, there's no text, there's no videos, no images, just a link to the CEO tagged, and the engagement was good. It's simple. No links, no external, just share. Also, company profiles rarely show any personality. Super corporate. Germans are known for being very corporate, okay? So your companies are gonna be even more corporate than you. However, we're all human beings. We all have fun, I hope. We all like to smile, you know? The best companies on LinkedIn I see are actually starting to show some personality in their content, you know? They might share things from different platforms like TikTok or Instagram. They might show humorous information. It doesn't always have to be 100% serious. So you could take industry news and things, but find stuff that's fun, lighthearted, you know? It actually travels quite well. But the big thing you need to think about the biggest mistake I've ever seen, and let me know, hand up if this has happened to you. Have in your organization, have you ever, has anyone ever posted from the company page and then asked the consultants, the team, to share it? Have you ever done that? Yeah? Never do that again, okay? It's the complete opposite way around. So, what the company page should do is share the content from individuals. Because individuals and I'll get onto that in a moment, get the most reach. So almost every recruitment company I know posts from the company page and then they ask their teams to share it. It just doesn't work. Trial it yourself. Share something of somebody else's on your profile. No one's gonna see it. LinkedIn does not, it just doesn't work. However, if, you, if your individual people post on LinkedIn, the company page, like Chris Walker, can take that post and repost it, na not share, never share, doesn't work. Repost natively on the company page, okay? So take information from the people, share it centrally, rather than share centrally and spread out from the people. It's a much better idea. So how do you engage with company content? As I said, don't share. However, commenting on LinkedIn content boosts the reach of that post by over 50%.
If there's three or more comments, that post will grow and be seen by over 50% more people. By just three, three comments. So, commenting is the number one way to make a post travel further. Commenting with a question is my top tip, because when you question someone with a comment, typically they reply. And they might ask you something, and then you reply again. And LinkedIn wants those conversations, those mini micro conversations in those, or in those spots on posts for the travel, for the reach. They don't want a link to an external site. I'm interrupting today's episode to mention our sponsor. Talent Ticker are here to help everyone who are in such a candidate short market, right? So if you're looking to grow your recruitment business in 2022, you know candidates are important and Talent Ticker are here to help. What they do is they help recruiters work smart and not hard. They've got over 300 agency clients, recruitment agency businesses that use Talent Ticker, and that helps them connect to the right person at the right time for the right reason. Okay, it also automates a lot of monotonous tasks we use and provides simple tools to identify ideal and off-the-grid candidates, people that are under the radar for open roles. So if you like the sound of finding more deeper-level talent that's not exclusively on LinkedIn, for example, then get over to www.get.talentticker.ai forward slash hoxo. You'll find the link in the episode. Go and take advantage of the special offer they've got on there for our listeners. You can tag your employees as well. One of the big things I've seen people doing, company profiles, is they'll tag some employees and the company will get in the comments and say, hey, Sean, the CEO, what do you think about this? So they'll actively go out there and ask either internal or external people what they think of the post and they'll tag them because what that does is it notifies that person and it drives them back to the original content. Typically they reply, they like, and then the post travels. Are you guys with me right now? Yeah? Everyone understanding me right now? A few faces alive. No. Um, Alright, that's enough about the company. This is what I really want to talk about. Why your brand is your people. So every member of your team has a personal brand. Okay? Now, a personal brand is the perception that people have of you based on your knowledge, skills, personality, behavior. Everyone has a personal brand. It's not an online thing. You have a personal brand right now in your, in, your, in your family, in your friendship groups, in the office, with your colleagues, definitely with your customers. It's what they say about you when you leave the room. How would you describe that gray guy on the stage? You can all talk about it after if you like. But everyone has a personal way of working, a personal personality that makes them unique. Also, you are paying or the company's paying every individual who has a LinkedIn account to grow their network. And this is not done by job credits. This is a direct connection following activity that takes a conscious effort. So if Johnny in the corner has 5,000 connections, you guarantee that they're gonna be more accurate and more useful than the 50,000 on the company profile. And on average, a recruiter has 5,000 connections. Can you just put your hand up if you've got more than 2,000 connections on LinkedIn? Keep your hand up if you're over five. Over 10? 15? 20? 25? 30? You can't have more than 30, so you've done well. It's better than me. Do you want to swap? Um, I'll get onto that in a moment. 
And ultimately, the, the people are the true voice of your company, right? No deal is ever going to be transacted by the company. It doesn't exist. Every deal happens as a direct result of your people building relationships, sharing their knowledge, connections, influence. Okay? So LinkedIn is effectively as good as your people on the platform. It's exactly the same as taking what you do offline, just the same online. So, why should your team spend time investing in their brand on LinkedIn? And I'll explain what I mean by that after. The first thing is you can reach hidden levels of talent. So, put your hand up if you post jobs on LinkedIn, if you share, I've got a job, we've got a vacancy, yeah? Straight up with the hand at the back. Okay, a, a vacancy is a very transactional post. I'm recruiting for a senior executive in Leipzig. This is the salary. Let me know if you're interested. Now, there's two reasons why that won't build your brand very well. Number one, people do not like and comment often on posts of jobs because it reveals they might be looking for a job. So they're not technically feel can't really say anything here. But LinkedIn relies on comments and likes for it to travel. So no one's going to see it. Well, very rarely will see it. Many people will see it. But when you, when you produce content that's different, which I'll talk about in a moment, that actually adds value, that's interesting, based, in, based very similarly on the information you share as a recruiter daily, you can reach more people. You can get thousands and thousands of views a day if you know what you're doing. One of the biggest things about building a brand and getting more eyeballs on your company, standing out, is that you will engage existing relationships. Raise your hand if you've ever thought, I should probably call the people I know more. I should probably get around the relationships I already have more. We're all guilty of it. Everyone in the recruitment industry around the world spends their time building relationships, but we ultimately are responsible for that direct role to be filled or whatever. We're chasing that next deal. Therefore, we can build years of relationships but neglect them and they forget about us. Somebody else is phoning them. When you're present on LinkedIn, providing you've connected to those people as a first degree connection, when you release your knowledge and you share and you're open on the platform, some of these people will see you every day or every other day. You don't need to phone them. I've had people come to me at this event that I've never met who've shook my hand and said, Sean, I've seen you on LinkedIn. I don't even know them. One guy talked about my wedding next week. That sounds a bit weird. Is he coming? I don't know. But he, he knew more about me than I know about me. Um, also, you can get your message out faster. I'd say a really good recruiter in 2022, if you have more than 10 conversations per day, good conversations, Zoom, Teams, mobile phone, any more than 10, you're probably gonna blow your mind, right? That's 10 a day. 50 a week. I could talk about literally nonsense on LinkedIn and get more than 50 views in a, in a day. Getting 1,000 views on your content on LinkedIn is so easy right now. So the speed at which you can communicate with people is astronomical compared to the manual labor of the current process. Being recognized. How many of you really want to be known in your sector? I did a post yesterday about thought leadership. I hate the term thought leader. Can't stand it. To me, it doesn't make any sense. There's no way of 
quantifying it. You can't, you don't get like a verified blue tick when you're a thought leader, it doesn't exist. But when you contribute your thoughts and information, you start to become recognized in your sector as someone who has value, someone who's interested, someone who has knowledge. That's what it's all about. When you're recognized more, you get higher response rates when you reach out. Most recruiters I know send out thousands of in-mails a month, constantly trying to get older candidates, constantly trying to reach inboxes, and they get ignored by 90%. because they don't know who you are. It's a lack of trust. It's like when you get a cold call. I don't know about the German market, whether you get, do you get many cold calls per day in Germany? No? We get inundated. I get about 10 a day in the UK. And it's literally like, I've never heard of you or your service or the company. I'm, I'm out. Whereas if someone's name I recognize, a company I recognize, I'd probably give them 30 seconds to find out more. And it's the same, your, your response rates get higher and then eventually you start to get the inbound work. You get more people, like Kyle I mentioned, saying, hey, could you help me? Now, we've always had referrals, word of mouth, networks. I imagine you guys have had very successful relationships from people saying, you need to work with this guy and having that offline relationship network, right? This is just amplifying that to a level that you've never seen before. Same, keep doing what you're doing, but by, doing, by looking at LinkedIn, you can get thousands more, thousands more to see and hear about you. And ultimately, stand out from the competition, which is what it's all about. So, I'm looking at the room, and I'm not judging your age, but I'm, I'm guessing you're a leadership community, right? So, we've already asked you about the LinkedIn connections, but as a leadership community, I imagine you've built a decent network offline and are continually building it on LinkedIn, right? I don't need an answer, but I want you to think, how often do you engage and start conversation with that network? How often do you just go out there and communicate with those people on LinkedIn and offline at the level you're at now? When I was in recruitment for eight years and I became, I ran a contract division, I had 24 employees in my division, I didn't speak to clients for the last year, or candidates. But I had the biggest network, the most knowledge, the most stories, the most experience. I was the best at going out there and winning business. But what happened was my, my network became pretty redundant. I was asking a junior recruiter to phone that guy who I knew two years ago, drop my name and hopefully he can start a relationship. It's crazy really. So ask yourself this, are the people that you have in your LinkedIn network now still potential clients and candidates for the future? Could you still see revenue from these people, people you may not have spoken to for one, two, three, four years. I imagine you've got more money in your LinkedIn community than you realize, man, that you're not, you're not using. And ask yourself, do you believe that your knowledge and opinions could spark interest from that network? Have you got things, have you, have you got the ability 
in a one-on-one -on -one setting to communicate with a customer or a candidate, a senior person, and add value to them. If you can do that offline, you can do that online. It's the same process. So ultimately, as a leader, I'm imagining you guys have got a proven network that's potentially lying dormant. And I say potentially because I don't know you individually. But if harnessed correctly, you can get so much from that. You'll get really high quality engagement and you can start to drive business back to the bit. Even if you're not a producer, even if you're not directly recruiting anymore, you can still drive people into the organization. Candidates, clients, even potential recruiters to join the business, which is a huge area for growth. Okay, so how do we do this? This grey guy keeps talking, but give us some, give us some useful, something useful. So this is what I believe every single person in this whole event, if they're on LinkedIn, if, if you've got a LinkedIn profile and you have an interest in driving business, making, driving revenue, you're commercial, I believe you should be doing the following things. Number one, you're the only guy in the room who's done this. If you're not at 30,000 connections, that's LinkedIn's limit. You want to get there. You want to try and get there. Unless your market is super small and there isn't 30,000 people, you want to try and grow to 30,000. Because that's where it's going to stop. So why not fill it up? It's, it's free. You're not going to pay any more for it. Also, the more first three connections you have, the more people see the things you do and say. Now, LinkedIn has a limit. You're only technically allowed to grow and connect with 100 people each week. There's 20 people a day in a working day. So I personally and my team and all my customers will spend two to three minutes and connect with 20 people each day. Now, question for you, raise your hand if you, do you write a bespoke message when you connect with someone? Put your hand up if you write a bespoke message. Most people. Okay. I would implore you to trial removing the message. Unless you have a genuine connection to that person. If I met you at an event and we, you know, I could say genuinely I know you or we have a mutual friend or business or whatever. If you write a message and you don't know someone, what happens is they judge you on that message. Okay? If they're having a bad day, or if you're the fifth recruiter to, to write a message about growing their network this week, potentially, and ask yourself, I get these all the time. I get these really generic connection requests off people, and I literally see the message and I think, that's a robot, and I ignore it. When you remove the message, what's the first thing the person's got to do? View your profile. Then they're going to decide to connect with you based on the strength of your profile, the things you've done, the experience you've got, the recommendations, the content, which we're going to talk about. So, and if you remove the message, it literally takes about two minutes. You create a search, you save the search, and every day you connect to 20 people. It's about one to two minutes worth of work. Do that consistently over time, you'll reach 30,000 contacts, okay? The second thing is conversation. I asked you before, how often do you go out and speak to people? I spend between 10 and 15 minutes each day 
and my team do and my customers do, actively engaging with people in the recruitment community globally. Typically the people that have just connected with me, I'll, I'll comment on their things, I might send them a direct message. People that view my profile, LinkedIn's incredible, it tells you the names of the people who view your profile. Say hello. Introduce yourself. Find out why, why were they looking at your profile. Simple question. You know? If you spend 10 minutes a day just engaging with the people who've shown some level of interest, either accepting a, a request or viewing your profile, you'll be so surprised how much comes from that alone. The final tip is content. So think about, as a recruiter, as a, as a professional in the staffing space, unless you're a retained, 100% retained organization, we give away so much for free. Every single day, customers and candidates ask us thousands of questions. You know, we end up sharing advice. This is how you do this. Reorganize oh, your CV, you need to take this, you need to change that. We talk about salary information, competitor information, benefit information. We have so much knowledge about the transactions and moves in the market. People on LinkedIn need to know this. They need to know it more than the articles, the blog on your website, or the latest news on bbc.com. If you take the conversations you're having each day and you share a small amount of the information that goes down very well on the phone, you'll be surprised how many of your first degree contacts will benefit. What you do is effectively take that one-on-one -on -one conversation and you suddenly scale it to one, two, three, four, five thousand people in 24 hours, 48 hours. If you've got 1,000 views a day, five days a week for 50 weeks of the year, that's four of a million views quarter of a million people would see you and hear from you annually. Do you think that would benefit you? Of course it would. It's, not, it's, 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 it's a no-brainer because ultimately we're in the industry of attention. Every time you pick up the phone you want attention. Every time you send a message you crave an attention. We need to go and get it. It's not going to come to us. So feel free to take a snap of that three tips. Now, this is just a very, 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 very high level version of the training that I provide to my customers, okay? So at the moment, as I said, I'm working with over 4,000 recruiters globally, huge UK and European audience, US, Australia, Middle East. I only work with progressive recruitment organizations, people that genuinely want to, want to get, get online and, and be modern and be current and relevant. I'm not interested in working with people who think it's 1999 still, you know? Stay at home for me. Now, the way it works is I train people online, we train live as a team, and we support them through a community. We give them a roadmap effectively. We take away the guesswork, and we provide a framework they can follow every day, and they get support by us, which is the main thing. Who can you honestly go to right now that knows what they're doing in this area? Now. I want to put my money where my mouth is today, and I've come and I want to give five people 12 months worth of training for free, with us, okay? Now, the five people are in the same organization, 
All you need to do, if you're interested, is scan the QR code on your phone now, just take a picture of it, scan the QR code, fill in the information, and tomorrow when we're back in the UK, we will announce the winner of the competition. We'll then reach out to you, and we will begin to train you over the next 12 months, beginning in November. This is completely free. If you're interested, get on that QR code, fill in your information. It is in English, and there's only a small amount of people here, so the chances of winning are pretty high. In the, in the UK Expo two weeks ago, I think we had over 250 people in the room. And the QR code stopped working. <laughs> we crashed it because too many people were on it at the same time. So I'm hoping it won't go, it definitely won't go down like that. Um, okay, I'll leave that off the screen. Okay, that's my talk completed, guys. Has anyone got any questions? Anyone got anything they want to ask? Okay, so the question was, you get a lot of information, you get a lot of requests from people you're not interested in, how do you filter that without, with be, without not being polite, or to, whilst being polite? Well, firstly, I just don't accept them. There's not much more I can do than that. I'm not going to send everyone a bespoke message saying, this is why I'm not accepting you. I'm busy. Um, ultimately, as well, when it comes to LinkedIn, a lot of people look at the profile. They look at all the activity daily, right? And because they personally don't like the things certain people say, they decide, well, it's not for me. That's like walking into a restaurant, seeing three people eat a steak as a vegetarian and going, I'm leaving the restaurant, without even finding out if they've got a vegetarian menu. Just because other people's content doesn't benefit you, doesn't mean you can't contribute. It also doesn't mean you have to have a problem with it. Just let it go. We've been trained, since we get about 10,000 links per day on our smartphones, we are trained to only really see what's relevant now. So 90% of what people say that you're not interested in, you won't even acknowledge it anyway. So I would say it's, it's just something not to worry about. Focus, just stay focused. If you get really good requests, engage with them. Engage with the people that are going to make you money and let the rest do what they're going to do. Simple. Anyone else got any questions? No. No. No, LinkedIn. Basically, what's happened on LinkedIn? I don't know if you've noticed. Have you seen that there's connections and followers now? Have you noticed that? So the reason they're doing that, and it ties into my speech, right? If you look at Instagram and Twitter, following is the big thing, right? You follow celebrities. You follow TV stars, musicians, footballers, whatever. You don't connect with them. You know, if you follow Richard Branson, he's not going to go, oh, hey, John, and connect back. <laughs> so LinkedIn said 30,000 is the maximum you're allowed connections, but you could have infinite followers. Now, why would anyone follow someone who doesn't produce content, someone who doesn't have a voice? They won't. So what LinkedIn have done is purposely suppressed, again, it's all, it's all strategy. They've suppressed the amount of people you can connect to. They've limited it to 30,000 in the hope you will start to generate more, you'll start to contribute more to get the following. Because the more followers, you don't, people don't need to connect to follow, they can just click to follow you automatically. So the answer is no, because their long-term strategy is to move away from that. 
I reckon they'll reduce the limit from 30,000 quite shortly to 20,000, 10,000. It will go down. You know? But in the future, you will have to spend more money on LinkedIn, without a doubt, to get the reach we're getting. We're in a very, very lucky time right now. Very, very. It's very easy to get one, two, three thousand people to see you daily. It's, it's insanely easy. In five years, it won't be that easy. Five years ago, I made a video walking down the high street in London talking about the gym and my fitness routines. It was nonsense. 250,000 views in four hours because nobody was producing content. Literally, no one was doing it. I could literally do anything and get a million views a week. Now, the same video might get 20, 25,000 views from my network. So it's getting harder. It's still an amazing opportunity, but it will get harder. Any other questions? Guys, I'm going to be here all day till I'm flying this afternoon about, leaving about 4 p.m. I'm going to be waiting around here for the next 10, 15 minutes. If anyone's got any questions they want to ask directly, please feel free to come and say hello. Um, if you want to connect with me on LinkedIn, it's Sean, S-E-A-N, Anderson, Hopso, tattoo. You've got to get a tattoo if you connect with me, it's part of the rules. Um, H-O-X-O. If you, if you follow me or connect me on LinkedIn, I'm always putting out content for free for people like you. I'm hopefully we'll add some value in the future, okay? Thank you very much. Appreciate it. Thank you, as always, for listening to today's show. I truly, truly hope that you got value from it. That's the only reason I take time every week is to ensure that my audience, future and existing recruitment owners are learning from each other to make this industry that I love so much stronger. Today's episode was brought to you by Hoxo Media. I am the CEO and founder of Hoxo Media and we are the world's leading content marketing and personal branding agency for recruitment businesses specifically. So we are working with over 200 agencies and 2000 recruiters right now both managing the brands, producing content, building written video podcast content for niche recruitment agencies all over the world, as well as coaching at a desk level, individual recruiters in your businesses, how to be better on LinkedIn. That's how to brand themselves. That's how to produce content. That's how to use the opportunity on LinkedIn to get traffic to their profiles and turn that into business. We're coaching people all over the world every single day. If any of that sounds of interest, please do visit www.hoxomedia.com or drop me, Sean Anderson, a personal message on LinkedIn. I would love to talk to you. I'll see you soon.